Hey, what's up, Cosmetic Family? What up, Cosmetic Family? Welcome to this second episode of the Cosmetic Podcast live here at General Assembly 2023, not 22. 23. But you don't think the folk don't know it's 23? I just, in case they had a long night, I, you know, well, I ain't judging. You must have had a long night if you had to think I that ain't we're judging. here sitting here in July and it ain't, uh, that's okay. Hey, look, uh, welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast, powered by the YMCA <laughs> Metropolitan Dallas. Cosmetic means being a person or thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energizing. Hey, we're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Rodrigo Ross. And I'm Keith Benson. And so you all are in for a treat. I am so super excited to have this great, great person sitting to my left. I um, get the, um, the, 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 the chance to name the podcast, right? And so this was my job. Yeah, sure this was me. You did this, yeah. I did it. She don't do I ain't any other sorry. Before I did this what thing. I that's did. Right. That's I the only sorry. thing. Just tell them. Tell the truth. The name man. of the podcast today is "The Hills We Climb," featuring none other than Carl Hill. Because brother, that that's this you, this you. This but I ain't gonna tell your story. I'm going to let the people welcome you to Cosmetics so you can tell your story. Welcome, Carl. But let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me do this for you because I got one for you. So as, okay. you, as you think about climbing your hill, Correct. okay, what did it all kick off at? You know, for me, um, really, I used to kid from Southwest Atlanta. Okay. Kid from Southwest Atlanta. That's sure. It. So, so it's honestly like to have julian bond up here what yeah. and the bond family was a yeah. little was a little surreal for listen me. Okay. i was fanning out for real because and i ain't even from atlanta oh my god i'm four generations in atlanta yeah right? four generations bred. yeah right. born and bred right so the bond family was an aspiration for a lot mm. of us right mm. so when you think about you know my father grew up here went out of aps my grandmother went to the only black school that allowed anyone to go to high school. Wow. Washington High, right? A lot of people don't wow. know that, right? Mm. Washington High was the only school in Georgia where you can go to. She graduated. Mm. My great-grandmother grew up here, but obviously there was no secondary education. Sure. He was, right? Yep. So when you have someone like Michael Bond come up here and tell you all the work he's doing, mm. and his family, I mean, it's, it's surreal. Right, so It right. starts all, you know, starts Southwest Atlanta, Camden Road, you know, right there by the Andrew Walker Young Y. Right. Yeah. We used to, literally used to call that the Southwest Atlanta Y. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you say Southwest Atlanta, I mean Southwest through Trump. Yeah. Right? The YMCA on the Campton Road was that pillar in the community. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, it's funny. So when I even came back, I went to school, graduated. Uh, it's funny when you said the hill. Yeah. So uh, Julie Vaughn went to Frederick Douglass High School. Yeah. Uh, that's a rival high school of ours. It's okay. The correct okay. one. Yeah, you used to whoop up on them. Benjamin Mays, yes, okay. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 One of the things we said is that we said high on the hill. Oh. Okay. Because you had to aspire to get to the level. You, you see what I did then? Did you see what I did? And I you knew all I, of that name. I told you I, I was yeah, going to explain did. what you did. <laughs> I did. But you were coming down the hill when you came in the building. You know, you, you can't, when you, when came, you went up the hill. Went up the hill in that building. But when you came in this building here. I did. What was the uniqueness about when you were coming was down? Was it deja vu for uh, you? Oh, it really was. You okay. Know, for me, um, so obviously I'm uh, Coca-Cola, right? Currently yeah. I'm the corporate director for uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh-huh, go ahead and say it again. Take your time with it, brother. Corporate director for sure. diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay. So okay. we ain't talking about we just no one department right we here. We talking about whole. For Coca-Cola. Uh-huh, uh -huh. okay. Where they serve, they sign name. Did I say it right? 
Friday. Right. I thought it was Dasani water. I learned something today. There you go. That is Dasani. Only in Southwest Atlanta they say okay, that. Okay, then. But that okay, is all they said. But it was surreal, right? So I'm coming down this uh, escalator, right? And it took me back to 2014. Uh -huh. um, I was going to the National Black NBA Career Expo. Mm -hmm. At that time, I was with uh, Telecom's Timo for 10 years. I was getting my executive MBA from uh, Georgia State University. Yeah. And because they was in Atlanta, I was pulled in through my cohort, and this is where I met Coca Cola. Mm. It was wow. literally a booth that was to the left, and many other companies, Target, Walmart, Microsoft, you just happened to walk by some folks at Coke, met them, and say, Here, I was born in Atlanta. Yeah. Coke was born in Atlanta. We oh. should do something together. Yeah, hello. And then uh, here we go, almost 10 years later. Wow. We've risen some new ranks from sales, marketing, community, and now to be at. Did you like almost cry when you came down the escalator? Because uh, I, I would cry. I took a breath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did. That is kismet. You just never know how life is going to unfold. No, it isn't. So, you know, Man. you say the hills decline. A lot of times it's about putting yourself in a situation. Even sure. These people with here who took the time yep. to sit down and listen, you never know what you're going to hear. So, when I go back to Mays and we have a career motivation day, yeah. I tell them, like, this is not magic. Right, you right, have right. Opportunity, mm -hmm. and a lot of times in our inner city schools, they say underprivileged, disadvantaged. I flip it on its head. Yeah, I say you guys are overadvantaged. Hello. Okay, tell us about that. Because you have seen things that many have not seen to the maybe twenty or thirty. Right? Mm. So when I went to my HBCU, mm. went to the University of Louisiana, shout out HBCU. HBCU right. Hampton University. There we That's go. That's what it we is. Woo woo! HBCU yeah, love right yeah. there. I yes, man. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 HBCU love. Right, yeah. Right, yes. right, right. So it always threw me off. Like it just was a little bit so weird. The freshman orientation year. Yeah. They said, look to your left, look to your right. One of these people won't be here next spring. And I was like. If I make it from where I made it, I came down to New Orleans. Hello. I paid to I'm going to be here. Right. Paid. What, what are you going to do? Like, I would look to be like, I'm sorry for y'all. No, no, my, my mama paid good here. money. I, I'm, I'm going to be here. here. So when I because I can't go back this, home. So when I tell the kids this, like, all the foolishness that you think, you've already seen. Yeah. If you were in college, you've already had the drive to do this. Yeah. If you've already came out of some of these places, you've seen these things and said, I'm not going to do this. I, that's a good perspective. And I love quite that. Quite frankly, you know, in Atlanta, you've had opportunities to, to, to hang out with married people. So when I was growing up, we didn't call it projects. We said apartment kids. Ah. So it was very easy to have the apartment kid and then the married son next to you. Yeah. Uh, very easily to have a Julian Bond and then someone who might be on the bus with you. Yeah. It was just easy to see different walks of life in Atlanta. I love it. I so love when you it. Got there, you, you what you was. Yeah, I love it. And so knowing that and, and having those experiences and building that tenacity, how has that served you? You know, I can relate because I'm in a first in a similar role mm. in my organization. And some days I'm like, thank you, Lord. And some days I'm like, why, Lord? Mm. Why? Mm. So how has that tenacity built you and prepared you for this hill you're climbing now as the first in Coca-Cola doing this work? Yeah, I would say, you know, the saying, um, out of the frying pan into the fire. What? Right? What? Um, to me, there's just fire. Yeah. I mean, you just get used to it. Right? You ever huh. see the guy that just do the flame on his hand? You're like, man, he's not moving. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been moving. Folks where I'm from, that's just life. Yeah. Right. You right, just right, hear right, it. So right, when right, you deal right, with the corporate right. stuff and trial tribulations, you understand that, you know, this is just a moment, right? Yeah. And the moment will happen again. Sure. That's where a lot of people have to real, you know, mm. have to understand for themselves that when you have difficulties or uh, struggle situations, 
that it's not going to be the first, the last, the second. Yeah. This is just taking you and learning to get you ready for the next one. For the next thing, right? Yeah, for the next style. Right. So help, help right. me with, so you've been in marketing, you've been in communication. Yep. Now you're the first in this role right here. How is it that you communicate this message? Well, first of all, you got a big brand. Correct. Uh, I mean, when you talk about the why, you talk about Coca-Cola, like people know that just by symbol, symbol alone. And we're going through a time right now that it's a lot of messaging out Correct. there, especially mm. around diversity. Mm. And a lot of people don't know how to handle that. What some people think is a little too much. Some people think that it's not enough. And, mm -hmm. you know, some people just like, I, I don't know. But you got a big brand that you have to project this message. What are the key things that, you know, help because help these everybody in here understand yeah, yeah, what yeah. is it that, that they can do, but also what, what are you doing right now to project that message of diversity across the spectrum ah. of what uh, what you guys do? You must have read my mind. Come on. Literally spectrum. I yeah. Everyone's on the DI spectrum. I don't care who you are. Everyone. Right. Everybody was born to a woman. Everybody. Everyone mostly has a daughter, and we are a very multicultural city, right? Yeah. And if you see statistics right now, we're, we're leaning Generation Z, by fact, right? Generation Z are the ones in college and high school right now. Mm -hmm. That will be the most multicultural um, generation ever, right? Wow. And so the world is moving <clears throat> in that direction. So while I say spectrum, is everyone is on the spectrum of the eye. I don't yeah. care who you are, where you are. Right. right? Mm -hmm. There is something that makes us all feel we are not involved. We are not inclusive. The opportunity for me and for our brand is to find what's your point of spectrum. Where are you? Mm. And let's talk about that, mm. right? Mm. Workforce development. Mm -hmm. That's you. And one of the things that I always say for workforce development, thinking about Atlanta Public Schools, is that you know, we've had mayors come out of uh, both Washington and Mays. Yeah. But I can tell you right now, at the very lowest point, 18 is where you start with Coca-Cola United. We need 18-year-olds coming out of high school. If they want to work for us, they can. But our supervisors are managing 16, 17 people. They do not have the time to talk about conflict resolution. Uh -huh. The importance right, of coming right. to work on time. Right. right. And quite frankly, why you shouldn't ghost them? Right. I mean, in two weeks, if you have any difficulties, just tell us. Yeah. Right. Don't just and don't just not up. come to work, right? right? No calls, yeah. no show. That's a yeah. policy. Yeah. But for the kids, they they not understand this. They they won't show up for two days and come back and on yeah. day five was a great story. You you wasn't here. You didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So them understanding that starts at that level. Right. And everyone's invested at that level. Right. Right. To make sure that that generation is successful, and whatever spectrum you are, what you think that generation could do, everybody wants that to succeed. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. Pouring in and wanting it for those young people so much, Correct. in spite of themselves, right? Correct. Um, it is is one of the ways that you all are digging in and working and making sure that you're getting at this diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? right. Which, you know, in, in, in my space, I, I struggled in the beginning for a long time to really help people understand the difference between inclusion and diversity. Mm -hmm. You can have all these different people in a room and everybody can feel completely alone, right? Mm -hmm. right. And do you know that someone is invested in your well-being and they want to see you succeed but it has to be a two-way conversation. Correct. You got to tell them, ouch. If somebody's stepping on your foot, they don't know it hurts till you say, ouch. That's exactly right. Right? Um, so, so somebody I, stepped I, on I, your I, shoes right now. Oh, that oh. I would come out these earrings. <laughs> these are Tayana Taylor. They Man. limited edition. I see you they seeing me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Don't get me started, Keith. Um, so 
uh, you know, most of the time, because you are a parent, three yes. beautiful children, right? Yes. 99.9% of the time, it's going to be one of them kids that really is the boss. Uh-huh. Come on and tell us who it is that's telling you yeah. what to do. You no, know, Oliver is a two-year-old right now. Is that two? I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I young knew it. it. Them it's young a two-year-old. She walks in, but, uh, you know, I have one boy, 10, and uh, Carter, Callie's seven, uh -huh. my little. Like, Alan's actually the most emotional, the most aware. Yeah. But the boss is, uh, too. That two-year-old. My two dad says, oh, that's the boss walking. That's, that's the boss right <laughs> there. She's not the huggy one. No. She'll hit your leg and say, hey, <laughs> talk to you. I see, I see you seeing me. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's that's not indeed. all hugs and kisses. He, she tells you. <laughs> but then she'll pick you up and kiss you on the cheek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, girl, you better stop. You better stop playing with me. Stop playing. Can't and say so, no to that. So <laughs> when, when you're doing this work, and you're women, you know, you're thinking about her, and that energy is kind of sitting in your spirit. How does that make you move? Yeah, so, you know, you really, you know, every, at the end of the day, whatever role you're in, we are trying to provide for our family, right? Yeah. Our, yep. our circle, right? Yep. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. That drives you through those tough times. It does, in fact. Because it absolutely you do does. need to be able to ground yourself in what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And then by doing that, it allows you to push through and achieve the objectives that you need to. And a yeah. lot of times with DEI, is having conversations. Mm. And you asked a great question. You know, thinking about work experience, I've done a lot of sales, right? This is this is this is almost on the idea, right? I have right. no product, but I have the idea. Right. And ah. I need buy-in for this idea to take place, right? So it's not transactional, right? I'm not I'm not getting cash for this, but what I'm doing is getting your buy-in to implement it. Right? Yeah. So yeah. for me, the business of DEI has been what I've been preaching for the last year and a half I've been in this role, mm. especially in private enterprise, because truly by thinking of it as how it's not a cost spender, right? We're not just spending money, taking up time. Yeah. I get there, I'll, be, I'll run sales team, like I could do something different, but leaning into the value of what you're talking about mm. and how by making sure that this discussion happens now, when they're out selling, they're, they're productive because they're not talking about it out there. Yeah. They're not having the meeting after the meeting talks, right? Right. They're right. not having the, you have the two hour formal meeting and then they're outside in the parking lot for an hour right. talking about yes, what they indeed. really want to talk about. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. So if you want to reduce that, we should just do this here and yeah. allow me to help you with that discussion. Ah. But, but you are one of the, you can go anywhere in the world, know your brand. And right. you guys got money running out of the yin yang. I mean, there's a there's a. How you know what they money look like? A girl, because I see them on TV every time. <laughs> LeBron got something. He's standing up there and coking a smile. I look forward to the Super Bowl commercials every year and Christmas time. You know, and all that good stuff. I mean, you see how he in y'all pockets? So, so why why do we need you? Because yeah. we got enough money to convince anybody in here to drink a coke. You drinking the sun? The sun? Hey, see? Hey, see that right there? That's not a plant. It see just that? happened. Look at that. I mean, I get folks, man, you know, we pull over, man. I need to get a diet club. I mean, so I know what the money look like. Okay. Well, yeah, I just I'll, wish I had a couple of dollars. I, you know, I knew we was going to get there eventually. You know, the funny the thing is, right, so I represent a couple of bond companies tonight. So we are independent from Correct. Coke Company. Oh. So we run everything from Louisiana going over to Georgia, Florida, Panhandle. All distribution. So all, you know, that 20 ounce you see over there, Coke Company has nothing to do with it. They own the license, the brand, they research and develop. But you see those red trucks on the road. Yeah. You see anybody in the stores, right? 
those are our associates. We're buying, sales, distribution, and warehousing, right? Wow. So there is a secret formula, right? Coke mm -hmm. Company does tell us that. Uh -huh. And we take that syrup, right? We take the syrup and we carbonate it to make the package you drink. Right? Yeah. So why do I say that, right? Because we have over 10,000 associates. That 70% of them are primarily manufacturing, sales, um, and warehouse associates, right? Uh -huh. So again, this conversation is not what you do in a team meeting. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But these people aren't robots. We're we're not just out there just clocking in, putting the coke on the shelf, clocking out. Yeah. If you don't have a conversation to figure out the human being and team dynamics, that's where the effectiveness and the efficiency of what you're trying to do always degrades. Mm. So for this role, for a lot of people, I tell them that if you really want to maximize your team to ensure that when we, you know, this 30 minutes, right? When we're finished with the 30 minutes and everybody goes and, ex and execute from the elite standpoint, yeah, we need to do it now. Otherwise, there's going to be a drag along the way. Right. Product moves slowly because the guy's not moving fast because he's mad. Right. The guy's driving the truck, he might just dilly dally at the door, right? But yeah. when people are motivated, they feel heard, they're going to go out, they're going to hit. Right. right. They're going to hit it hard, they're going to they execute at a top level. And that's what we do with uh, Coco yeah. United. We actually yeah. have a saying. For our company right now, our CEO Mike Suko is talking about associates first. Associates first okay. culture. Okay. Right? And DEI is part of that associates first culture because he understands that only through training, development, career advancement, and thinking about the holistic employee will we maximize on what we do as uh -huh. a body. Right? Uh -huh. And then definitely the company, great partner, Tamika Harper is the Chief Diversity Director of Inclusion yep. Officer. And she's based here? In Atlanta, she's she? based uh -huh. headquarters right here uh -huh. in Atlanta, right? Yep, yep, yep. So yep. definitely, there are overarching global initiatives that they do that also trickles down to us locally, and then we can execute. So again, it's all about making the system work. Yeah. To get this uh, magic out. All right. Wow. All right. So, um, when it's when it's all said and done, because I don't know whether this is your last step here. I can't mm -hmm. imagine that it is, right? Because nah, you still nah, got he, other he, hills he, to climb. He, yeah. He got other hills you to like climb. That? But the, the, the theme of the multicultural leadership experience that happened right before General Assembly kicked off was be a leader and leave a legacy. Mm. What do you want your legacy to be in this space, in this work? How is that company, the people that you serve, the functionality, the efficiencies, all of that going to be different because you sat in this role as the first? You, you creating the blueprint, right? Yeah. Jay-Z might have thought he was doing it, but it's really you, Carl. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to get hove level. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be out there, bro. I need, I need to <laughs> we need hove. Hove. hove is where it's at, That's right? right. Okay. That's right. Okay. I, I got my Beyonce. I don't know <laughs> but um, I think that was a good plug. You gonna be, you gonna be good like that. Anniversary next Tuesday. Oh, you did that. You did it. <laughs> Love you, baby. But um, big thing I would say for me, right, is really through the story, right? I think this is important for the why, right? Yeah. I serve on the Metro board right now. Right? Okay. And I think a lot of times, I, I, was a, I was a camp, right? I literally, I was a camper at the Y. Um, I became a camp counselor. Yeah. How did I become a camp counselor at the Y is through a workforce development program. Ah. Talented Adolescence Learning Leadership, tall program. Okay. Picked me out when I was 15, getting yeah, my first job right at Georgia Department of Labor. My second job the next summer when I went to the Y. And I went full circle and there with enough heads that I was back in the day. Yeah. So that initiative, those economic workforce development initiatives, is really why I uh, just nice the media past chair for the Atlanta Workforce Agency. Mary Dickens put me on two more years there. And then we think corporately, right? Being able to still put programs of support and development in place uh -huh. 
So that way, when we get talent and people who don't know, yeah. many times the access is real, right? So you don't know what you don't know. Right, right. And I constantly learn new things, right? I constantly try to learn new things, expose myself to new ideas. And by giving other people like, avenues to do that, you then build these bridges, this generational wealth, everything we're talking about yeah. happens there. Yeah. For Coca-Cola, it starts with some of the you know, surveys we did. We started our uh, annual engagement survey, feedback. Okay. You know, uh, we're doing uh, roundtables now. We've developed local employee teams that depart to talk to management. Okay. So hopefully these systems yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. last to benefit others in years coming. Yeah, practices, policies, and procedures, right? Systems dismantling or retooling, right, for, for longevity or rebuilding, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely for longevity. I often say that when we talk about diversity, um, you got to put yourself in a personal space. So, so it's right. one thing to do things that work, right? So I can we can create mm -hmm. these policies, and I can follow these, and I can I can check that box. Mm -hmm. I, I got this one checked. I got this one checked, and that's diverse. And now I go home, and. and I'm free to do what I want because that's my personal space. But you spend your time with the 100 black men of Atlanta. Your personal also. time. So your yeah. personal time. Right. So you, you, you're working in it, but also over here you're in your personal space, you are doing diversity also. Why is that important for you in terms of being just doing that work? Because you already get diversity all day long. Mm -hmm. nine to five mm -hmm. and then you tack on some more hours over here uh with one to black men of atlanta yeah, yeah. Is, talk to the can you talk to them a little bit about what that means to you why why that connection has to stay like that that you know for workspace for personal space as it relates to dealing with diversity you know i think overall what I, someone told me a long time ago was like if you do what you love you never work mm. right. right so for me I don't even think of it. I, when you say it like that, I didn't even calculate the hours. I was like, I get to your point. So mm -hmm. for me, it's just who I am, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm uh, with 100 Black Men in Atlanta, I am the co-chair of our programs committee. That programs committee also engages directly with Atlanta Public Schools. So we have mentees uh, from various parts of Atlanta Public Schools. Third generation APS kid myself, the YMCA deals with students and children around here. So for me, that's that's not work, right? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. just you know, mm -hmm. my kids go to Lampa schools now. Yeah. Uh, they go to the Y. They in camp right now at the Y. Yeah. Right. right now, Carly and Sanders, right? Doing right. swim camp. So for me, it's just who you are, right? And when you find your your space, right, your niche, right, you should just live it, right? And yeah. go for it, right? Yeah. And I don't think, um, and I think too, right, I do think there's a, a focus on titles right now. And to me huh. and many that are like minded like myself in the space, and that's our point of view. The titles don't mean that much than the work. Mm. Right. Give me some tangible action. Right. I don't care what you call it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Honestly, right. I don't care what you call me. Right. As long as you are giving the work that I can stand in front of somebody and give tangible results of everything we're doing from yeah. community, employee, and economic access and actions, I'm good with it. Yeah. Now, we can't, you know, just have stuff on paper and not do mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. We can't be in front of people talking about something that's not real, right? right? right. It's not authentic. Yeah. So one thing too, in the space of diversity, you have to, you know, again, I don't, I don't coat the code. So I tell monkeys a lot. They ask me questions. I say, well, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. tell you what Carl Hill thinks. Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. I can tell you what Coca-Cola thinks. But before you get me out here and say an official message, let's go ahead and digest this together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. what we stem on in this statement is something that's collaborative. Yeah. Right. CEO, public affairs, chief diversity officer. Let's 
Everybody get in the room. Let's let's, let's, have let's co-create yeah, this thing. Yeah. Because yeah. my my hope would be one my yeah. hope be one day that y'all titles don't exist because the world is operating in this natural space mm. that everybody recognizes what diversity looks like. That's right. Th that's that that's that that's that ultimate aim. That's that's that hope. For right now, we gotta have that. But also, it is that space where you guys, the, between the two of y'all in, in the titles that you hold. You got everybody looking to you for the answer. And That's I right. like what you said is that, like, no, if, if you want my answer, ooh, you better be careful, but let's collectively come, right. to the, come to the table. And so, I mean, for folks who are sitting here, like, we don't, you don't have to have the title to, to do diversity. And, and I always, uh, I go on a personal rant. Dude, uh-oh. Like, uh -oh. like uh -oh. I, I ain't gonna go there. No, I, you done started now. Because oh, we tackle top and tell the truth, right? And indeed we are. Right. Indeed like, we are. Stop looking to the diversity leader. Like you be the leader. Period. Like, Everybody's a diversity everybody leader. Has a title. You got an aquatics yeah. director, right? They're gonna do aquatics, but like yeah, hey, yeah. you got everybody's help push a aquatics leader. lessons, right? Just swim. And so diversity. Live and believe and do diversity. Bump the title, okay? Well, hold on now. Well, I was about to say, there we is need a, our jobs. He, he, well, no, 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 I got I shoes to buy. We hold <laughs> on now. We wait a so minute. We, so. Well, so this is a very timely conversation right now. Right? Yes, absolutely. Because on the spectrum, right? And I'm the devil's advocate because I personally am on the spectrum of you, right? Just given. But I do believe there needs to be a balance. Sure. So there needs to be intentional activity. Again, what is your company's stance externally and internally? Mm. Where are you? Because there's some companies that, quite frankly, and you know, not to name the ones that aren't, but if they're black-owned and they have uh, diverse leadership, they don't need me. They mm. got it. Right, mm -hmm. right. If your company is not diverse mm -hmm. and your leadership is mostly white at the top and the workforce at the bottom is all minorities, it's not like you need it. Yeah. yeah. So I do believe right now, at this date, there's a balance going on where there's a need to be able to assess your organization and see what's the best move. Yeah. Uh, hear me, hear me loud and clear. I ain't my ultimate name. I know it ain't today, because we need to have that position there so that we can recognize. But I do think that every individual in here should live that yep. in their space. Absolutely, right. everybody exactly. has. We should not be yeah. one person at work yeah. because of some policy, 100%. and be another person at home. You yeah. should live that. Yeah, Correct. we're not the DEI police. That's right. exactly right. right. We, 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 we. That little Wayne said that, not me. <laughs> the favorite thing I call it right now is my yeah. diverse and my non-diverse leadership, right? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's always kind of uh, intriguing that the diverse leadership will say things in my space, and then we get broader and it's crickets. Uh -huh. mm. You're going to say it, you got to say it. Yeah, right. I mean, right. I say I'm what just, I say. Just don't say it to me. Yeah, yeah. Give it to them. Right. right, and I right. think that is an identification of how safe that the environment space is, and, yeah. and that's yeah. what I do. I create yeah. the space so you can lean into your bravery and faith, right? So we can co-create and 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 create these regenerative narratives. But my story is not every black Correct. person, black woman, tall woman, lover of shoes. Did y'all see my shoes today? I'm just saying. No. Um, well, it's not everybody's that. story, but I want to create the space where you can lean in and tell your story. Well, you brought up a good point, because again, right, my footprint's the southeast, right? So I'm yeah. born and raised in Atlanta, lived a couple places in metropolitan areas, LA, Vegas. And what I can tell you in this doing this work is that everyone can't take misconceptions that they meet Carl 
And they're like, you know what? We, we get it. They, you know, every African-American male is safe. They, they can speak. Right. No. Mm -mm. So if you get in front of someone that might be in Mississippi or somewhere else and they're not saying anything, that does not mean they don't have anything to say. Right. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Carl told me what it was in Atlanta. So if they need to tell me anything and that's Mississippi, they'll say it. Right. That's no. a misconception. That's not Depending true at all. Depending on your Especially. environment and your culture. Right. Absolutely. Right, right. Allows people to give you that feedback. Right. That Absolutely. One cannot go into those spaces feeling that everyone is on the same plane. Absolutely. Of the discussion. That's right. right. It, some people lean into that and, it, and their expression is, is very different. Some people have internal stuff that they're battling. When, when you get covert and overt messages constantly for yeah. the entirety yeah. of your life. Consciously, you know you're supposed to do something, but you just you can't even activate Correct. because it, it, it just won't let you. And I think that some people who don't, who who that's not their lived experience, that is a very nebulous concept well, to them. They don't, they don't get that. They're like, you know I, why won't preach. you just say something? Are you kidding me? Generationally, people who look like me who said something, it didn't always fare well. So mm. I'm a hush. Mm. But I ain't finna say mm. it. So 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 where, where, where are you from? Brooklyn. So what you have is fear. Right. Not you have. I, no, I ain't got nothing. Exactly. Yeah, I don't have but what you I probably should have a little more though. There's, now we know. We need <laughs> there's generational fear out there. Generational yeah. fear, absolutely. And what I would say for everyone that's courageous enough to help anyone is that to let them know that fear is unwarranted. Yeah. And that their opinion, their voice, their actions matter. At yes. all stages. It's valuable. It's hey, needed. I want to encourage you guys after this session. Yeah. Um, speak with these two. If you have some some, some questions uh, that um, that you want to just you know lean into your bravery just a little bit more That's because right. That's right. they they help facilitate this stuff. On, and you and you need that support right there. So it's fine. Close this out, sister. Come the on. hills we climb yeah. with the incomparable. The incomparable. I knew oh, it when I named it. I knew oh, it when I named it. That two-year-old sent me an email and said, you better oh, do my daddy right. Hey, the wonderful call, Hill. Thank you for joining us on the Cosmetic Hey, look, before we sign off here, show some love to my girl, Lachey, back there. Hey, Lachey. Lachey, make sure we sound real good. And thank you, thank you, thank you all for taking some time and joining us on the Cosmetic Podcast Live featuring none other than Carl Hill. Um, Come on in. Come and on now on this episode call. of The Hills We Climb. Featuring Mr. Carl Hill, y'all. Come and find us. Subscribe and listen to us weekly, Hey, look, while you're out there, please give us a five-star review. And as always, be, be phenomenal. And be cosmetic. Have a great day, fam.